So the whole world is basically bashing me right now because I'm the baby mama who was upset at her baby daddy because he only decided to give his child McDonald's and not the rest of my other three kids. I have four kids. You knew the situation when you dated me. Our child is the youngest child. So keep that in mind before y'all make me the villain. That means all my other kids knew him. He was buying the McDonald's when we were together. My kids have to go through a transition of our breakup as well. Like, yeah, me and you broke up, but my kids got to feel it too. So now my kids have to see only one of their siblings get McDonald's and not the rest of them. And they know it's coming from you because, of course, like me and you used to be together. They used to see you. You used to do it for them. But now you don't want to do that for them anymore. Like, to me, that's petty. That's petty. Like, it's not fair. Like, you're not going to give one child mcdonald's and not all the other kids mcdonald's like i'm not going and then on top of that you mean to tell me you can dib and dab and want to do it sometimes but yet you can't feed all my other kids mcdonald's though that's what you mean to tell me like i'm not going for that i'm gonna stand on what i said and i don't care what everybody else have to say about it y'all could judge me oh well i could be the villain but i said what i said like if you can't bring everybody mcdonald's then can't nobody have mcdonald's then period Welcome to Real Black Content is Foreign Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to have some grown folks talk, right? We just heard the rebuttal. <laughs> How about that? Um, we are going to have a grown folks conversation, right? You know, um, we're going to talk about black men. We're going to talk about relationships. Uh, we're going to talk about manipulation. And, uh, you know, I almost want to just get on the microphone, you know, because of our activity sometimes as men. What we complain about doing or what we not going to do and what we don't feel like doing. And I almost want to just jump out the window and say, you know, a stud, right? A stud would have just showed up and bought all them kids something to eat. We wouldn't even be here if this was based on the stud. But because we're talking about the men in our village, we're here, right? And the part about manipulation I want to talk about is once manipulation becomes part of the culture, black culture, and we start to pass it down generation and down another generation and down another generation beloved whether we know it or not that becomes demonic that becomes the art of witchcraft right but we ain't gonna i'm not gonna be too spooky we ain't gonna spooky out we just gonna have a, a grown folks conversation we're gonna take our time the wife got coffee i got coffee here right so we're just gonna take our time and have a Grown folks conversation, right? How about that, right? I want to talk about in our village a certain type of woman, right? Because I'm going to be talking about manipulation a lot. And uh, there's a certain type of sister that's in the village. She's in the camp. 
And I'm going to just put it out there and say this. You can't have three kids with multiple fathers or four kids or five kids with multiple fathers without some form of manipulation being involved. It's not possible. It, it cannot happen. Manipulation has to be involved in that picture in some shape, form, or fashion. Somewhere in that relationship, it's there. If not the centerpiece, it's there, right? Okay, so even though we just heard the response from the sister, right? The McDonald's sister, right? That's what they've been calling her, so you know. I'm not necessarily going to talk about the McDonald's sister because, see, the way the internet is, you know, um, many people are doing things for clout, right? So I wouldn't even be surprised if we later find out that this young lady only had one child. She's been married forever. And she just has a, you know, popular YouTube channel or a Facebook page or a TikTok page. And she's just doing some skits. You know, but in the skit, she's playing a role of a type of woman that we often see in the village that got four kids. So we're going to keep it there, you know, because that backdrop is going to make a good conversation. That backdrop here on Real Black Content is Fun Podcast, we had a conversation about what we felt as though the man's responsibility should have been in that situation. And we got some feedback. Right. We got some feedback. A brother jumped on our Twitter. Right. Um, DSN Jello three one three three. And he gave us his thoughts about how he felt as, you know, based on the conversation. Now, um, like I said earlier in a joke, but sometimes the truth is, is said in jest. If that video had a stud in it. We wouldn't even be here. What does that say about our men? That's just how I feel for real, for real. Like, man, we just here because there was a brother. If that was a stud, she just would have brought food for all the kids. It wouldn't have been no problem. But we're here because we're going we're gonna to talk about why we're here, right? We ain't going to jump the gun. We're going to talk about why we're here. But like I said, you know, we got a comment. And the commenter said, and I quote, your thoughts and opinions are your own. But you're wrong on this one. It is never a man or a woman's place to raise or provide for someone else's child unless they choose to do so. How about the mother making better choices? She's waiting on food stamps and has children by several different men. But it is the baby daddies that's the problem. Come on now. End quote. Right. So we're going to identify a couple of things and we thank the commenter for, you know, giving us feedback. Like I said before, many of you guys already know it's the comments. That's the engine in the fuel to the machine. The likes is good. Subscribing is good. Sharing is good. But we base our conversations off the comments, right? So we're going to talk about the sister making better choices. We're going to talk about black women that fall underneath this category of having 
a couple of kids, three, four, five kids, multiple fathers. Because this is, you know, we see this often in the neighborhood. And we want to keep this in our mind, right? Black women got to make better choices. How about that? Better mate selection choices, right? Entertain better and greater men, right? How about that? So we're going to talk about that. But, you know, the first rule or the first stage of recovery when you want to be healed and you're going through therapy and you're going through counseling is you got to admit we got to admit that we got a problem first, right? So we're going to lay this at the feet of black women. We're going to say, you got all these kids. You got these deadbeat dads, right? You got to make a better choice. So now since we're telling sisters again to make a better choice now, we got to come to the table as men now. And we got to put what we got going on on the table, right? Okay. In order for us to properly talk about what men got going on in the village, we got to start with manipulation. We just got to start with it. I don't want to say it. It's hard to say it, but we got to start there first. Now we got to start with a working definition of manipulation. Manipulation is to use a means to exploit, control, and influence others for one's advantage, right? These are tricksters. These are swindlers. These are imposters who disrespect moral principles to take advantage of others' frailty and gullibility, right? Now, we got to package this up in relationships. The key word and our working definition that we're going to use for manipulation is imposter. That word is powerful because we ask in black women, they need to make better choices when they deal with men, right? And I submit to you, beloved, that black women are making choices with what they have to make choices with because manipulation is so strong. Our women in the village are being approached and they being pursued by an imposter, beloved. I submit to you, this is what's going on. What is an imposter? An imposter is a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others for gain, right? For gain. And once manipulation becomes a part of the culture now, right? And we pass down from generation to generation, the act of manipulation and conversation and relationships with men and women. Once we pass this down, that's it's demonic now. That becomes like witchcraft almost. It is witchcraft because witchcraft is nothing. And I don't want to spook nobody out. It's nothing but the use of spells, which is words, conversation. That's why it's called spelling, because you're just using words. But you're using these words to bewitch somebody. 
You want you know you're creating a um, a vaccination. You're creating an attraction. You're creating charm, but you're doing it deceptively. It's not you're an imposter. And this is what we accuse the pagans of doing. This this is a pagan tradition. This ain't nothing major religions get into, right? Okay, so what are you trying to say, Big VJ? I'm saying this. In the village, when you meet any opposite sex, right? We are schooled and trained as young men going all the way up to adulthood. We're pursuing women in our village for sex. But then there's a tactic that we're using. We're taught to do this, and it's called running game. It's part of the culture now. You know what I'm saying? We're skilled on running game. We're skilled on running ism, as the elders would say, running that ism, talking that ism, speaking that ism, which is nothing more than manipulation. And we're carrying this tradition and activities to be acceptable in nature, right? And we're just, we don't know the hole that we're digging by doing this. But when you start to practice the art of manipulation and deception, as a building ground for relationships, right? And you're passing it down from generation to generation. Beloved, we learn as black men early through the casting of spells of conversation and talk and charm and being witty and spitting game. And it's all witchcraft. Because our true motives is hidden. We learn to lead with deception. I, I don't want to lose nobody now. We're taught in the village, beloved, to be an imposter. We become an imposter to reach our desired goal, which is often sex. That whole play is demonic. So let me bring it back around to the commenter, right? The commenter said that black women, our women, got to make better choices. Look, they own food stamps. They got kids by multiple men. You know, they but let me back that up with a quote. Right. We're going we're gonna to have a quote and then we're going to have a real conversation. Young girls are like helpless children. In the hands of amorous men, whatever is said to them is true. And whatever manipulation on their bodies seem like love to them sooner or later. They come back to their senses, but the scars are not dead in so much as the spoiler lives. This is Michael B. Johnson in the Scars of Beauty. We had to get that a quote. You know, shout out to the brother because we finna we finna go somewhere now. We finna take it somewhere now. I just I want you guys to just ride with me now. Let's come back for a circle to when I was talking about a type of woman that may have two or three kids by multiple men. How does that happen, though? Right? We want to do better. We got we to start admitting what's the problem. It's easy for a black woman in the village to have two or three kids by multiple men because the village is perfectly fine with operating in manipulation as being the foundation of many of our relationships. So black women got to get used to being lied to just to make it plain. You know, that's how you get women in the village with all these kids, with all these multiple fathers and no husband. That can't happen again without manipulation. That is impossible 
to have a reality without it's it's impossible without manipulation. And what we do as black men is say, our sisters gotta learn how to choose better because we don't want to push the weak men in the village to be better. We don't want to hold they we don't want to hold their foot to the fire. We don't want to be confrontational. So we don't call out the boosies in the village. We don't call out the Nick Cannons in the village, right? We don't call out the futures in the village. You know what I'm saying? We just going to play the black man as, you know, he just doing what he do. But when it comes to black women, they got to pick better game. That's the game we playing. We're not telling Nick Cannon, God damn, bro, you got all them kids. You got to pick better than that. We're not telling Boosie. God damn, bro, all them goddamn kids, you got to pick back. We're not doing that. But when we see Shamika, that's what we're doing. Let me get a little sip of the coffee. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. We're going somewhere today. Wife makes some coffee. We're with the family. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk like grown folks. We're going to put it all on the tape. You know what I'm saying? We're going <laughs> to... Yeah, we here now. We're going to put it all on the table, right? We're going to put it all on the table. All right. Okay, so now watch this, right? When we see women, black women with multiple kids, our sisters, beloved, they ain't going to no sperm banks. We instinctively know nine times out of ten now she came in contact with some niggas that's skilled in the art of manipulation, which we call in the hood. We call it running game. Oh, man, he can run game. He's spitting game. Man, he got a bunch of ladies. He, you know, and we see the sister with all these kids and we just know. Oh, OK, before she knew it, she got caught up with dude. She pregnant. Dude is gone. And then that cycle repeats itself and then it repeats itself. And then it repeats itself. So now the question that we have to ask the family now, right? Because we all sitting at the table with each other now. Is that a choice? Is black women raising their hands to black men and saying, hey, 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 I want to be a single mother. Pick me. I want to have multiple kids by multiple men. Pick me. Are black women doing that? Or is black women in the village constantly being caught up as a victim to the manip the manipulation culture that we got as men right is we can't put everything on a choice no more do do you know what a choice is do you know what a choice is beloved like what is a choice do you know what a choice is if i went to the corner store right to buy some colors right and i go into the store and they put, you know, they got two two colors that's available. And they put two colors in front of me. One is red and the other one is blue, right? So if I choose the red color, you know what I mean? And I take it to the cashier and I pay for it. And they put the red color in the bag and I walk out the store. And then by the time I get halfway down the street and I get in the car, I look back in the bag. And the color that I bought is not that I see pink in the bag now. But I bought red. Did I make a bad choice? If I chose red, I got my ass up. I went to the store. 
the hair colors i chose red i picked red i paid for red i invested in red but the store gave me pink who fault is that right now in the business world right they're strong enough to stand up to enterprises that do this and they say hey this is not this is unethical this is deceptive this is manipulation therefore we're going to call this illegal y'all can't do this shit no more you know this is the our this is what they do to the business world when they do this and the name of this practice it's unlawful at this point and it's called a bait and switch you offering one thing the people come there to buy that you switching out you giving them something else i'm paying for red but pink is in the bag right okay the business world fixed the problem but in our village black men have become the masters of manipulation masters of the bait and switch master of being the imposter and we're using these personalities these behavior patterns this part of the culture is game as a foundation for our relationships and we're not going to blow the whistle on each other and say okay look beloved that activity is unlawful it's unethical you know we're just going to sit back and we're not going to challenge men to be better we're just going to sit back and say shorty got to know better shorty got to know better she got to pick a better mate she got to pick a better man what do you think a man is saying to a woman in the village we see little mama with two kids and she ain't married multiple fathers three kids four kids five kids you know what i mean what do you think these men are saying to these sisters when they meet them see one child two child three kids in you think they're going up to the sister and saying hey what's up shamika um you know my intentions is to sleep with you and then potentially sleep with you unprotected i'm gonna pump this seed in you right potentially get you pregnant i ain't gonna marry you now you know what i'm saying and after i put this baby on you because again you know i have a uh, I put the seed in you so your pregnancy is really my choice first because I put the seed in you. But after you deliver this baby, I ain't got no insurance when you get in the hospital for having a child. You know what I'm saying? So you're on your own with that. You know, you and the state had to get together and work something out with that. And um, what it's going to do is that when you come out the hospital, as the child develop, you know, I'm going to financially be there for the child every now and, every now and again. I ain't going to make nothing regular. I ain't going to make nothing uh, repetitive just every now and then if i can do something i do something but you know um possibly i may keep the child that we had together five to 15 days out of the year how about that the child stay with you the rest of the year i may keep the child five to 15 days a year. or how about this how about if we stay together you know what i'm saying of course i still want to sleep with you i still don't want to marry you but i still want to sleep with you and from time to time i want to sleep with other women behind your back but you know what? I'm going to sleep with them unprotected too. And then, I'll, you know, I don't necessarily go to the doctor. I don't get no checkups on myself. So I'm just going to take a chance. I'm going to take a chance with your body, with my body, and all the women I deal with on the slide that I sleep with raw. I'm going to take a chance on everybody and just hope everything works for the better. I hope I don't get no STD. I hope I don't bring you no STD. But we're not going to be really sure, right? But I just want to sling this dick around. 
and I want to have a good time because my pleasure is important to me. How do you think about that, Shamika? Do you think Shamika is saying, okay, I want that. I want to sign up for that. No, that's not happening, beloved. But we're going to ask Shamika to pick better. See, Negroes have become smiling predators out the neighborhood. Negroes know how to use words as their weapons of choice. And they use these words to gain interest in your heart. You know, they're going to get into your mental. They're going to get into your spiritual. They're going to get in your body. But it's all of it's a it's a farce. It's not real. But we're going to ask you to pick better. We're going to blame it on you when it's all over with. You see, a malicious heart hide behind flattering lips, right? You ever seen a woman get caught up with another nigga? And she says to you, but he told me he loved me, though. He tell me he loved me. He he just he tell me how fine I am and pretty I am. And and you be like, but damn, baby girl, he told every female on the block that. Hell, when you turned your back, he told your cousin that. So what do we do now in our relationships with black women in the village? So we got to make all black women Sherlock Holmes to have a relationship all of a sudden. She got to be Sherlock Holmes. Something is wrong with you, sister, because you believe the lie. Instead of us holding the liar responsible. No, sis, something wrong with you. You got to pick better. Pick what better? We, we got this on the table. What? Pick what better? You know, if you look at the way we're built as men and women, right? For the most part, right? Men and women are wired differently. So our trappings is also going to be different. Because let's be real, men have traps that they will fall into, and women got traps that they're going to fall into, right? This is how come the brother with the G, you know, the GED, he can trip up the sister with the PhD because he's studying her. We know the traps as men or women, right? All right. So when we look at a man, um, most of us as men are wired. The, we wired this way. Right. We're wired like it's physical. Then it's language, which is second, because language is actually spiritual. When you somebody's talking conversation, that's spiritual. So men get trapped up in this. This is a process of, of us getting trapped up. It's physical. Language, then physical again. That's how it works. It's physical. What we see, we visual people. Right. And then language come behind that. And then the language have to reinforce the physical again or you will lose us. Right. That's how come like if you see a man who's been married for a while. All right. Check this out. If a man is married or you you with your baby mama or your girlfriend and y'all in an argument. Y'all been arguing for a couple of days. Right. How a woman can break that argument up is she'll just wait. You know, y'all been arguing for a couple of days. And what she do is she'll. She'll come through the house one night with a nightie on. 
and she's vacuuming with the nighty on. She's walking around the house with the nighty on. She washing dishes. You know what I'm saying? So us as men, because we're visual, we see the physical, be like, okay, damn. You know what I'm saying? And then she may say something, you know, a little nice, a little kind of us. And then before you know it, we're going to be like, shit, I forgive her. It ain't that big of a deal. Because <laughs> that's, our, that's our trapping. Physical, language, physical, right? Or let's just take a woman out the equation. Let's say we go out, we in the street as men, we in the streets and we got the dope boys and we got the big homies and how many of our young men get caught up in that desire to want to be a dope boy is it's the physical first. We see dude with the car. We see the jewelry. We see the money. We see it. Then after we see it, he has a conversation that complements that. And that compliments that conversation that the dope boy gives us. It takes our mind back to the physical again. See, that's how you trap a man. Physical language, physical. You know, that's how we get caught up. You know what I mean? That's how some of these guys, you know, they got a wife and then they go visit their baby mama. And that's how they get caught up with their baby mama on the side. They go see their baby mama. She showed the physical. She, she got she started talking language. And then that language go back to the family. We say, damn, I'm going to hit that one more time. I'm going to kick it with it one more time. That's how men are wired. You know what I mean? Okay, so on the other hand, women are wired a little different, right? Women are attracted to strength. Women are attracted to glow. So they're trapping, you know what I'm saying? It becomes strength, language, which is the spiritual aspect, conversation. And then strength again, right? Like a man is physical, languished and physical. A woman is strength, language, then strength again, right? The language reinforces the strength. This is why most women, they love when they would admit they love security. They love the ability to be able to depend on a man, to lean on a man. Uh, he's strong financially. Uh, he's strong physically. He has a glow. Women are attracted to that glow, that strength. And then behind that comes a conversation that reinforces the strength and the glow. Now, most of the times a woman just not going to come out. Most black women, they're not going to come out and say, um, you know, I love a man with glow. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love a man with strength. They're they not going to say it that way. They don't, we don't, you know, they don't talk that way in the village, right? But they, they say things like, Mike got his shit together. Lewis got his shit together. VJ got his shit together, right? And then you see the young girls, you know what I mean? They love the dope boys. They love them so much because dope boys, they assign the strength. They got that glow on them. They got that glow on them, and then they have a conversation that come with the glow that reinforces the strength. And you know, women by nature they are attracted to because that strength really is is just a, it's just security, right? And women can never have enough security. They can never have enough security. They they'll never get tired of seeing a man with strength. They'll never get tired of being underneath a man with strength. You know what I mean? 
that's why you know you know you look at a lot of your mamas and your aunties and your cousins and they just love a man that got two jobs they love a man that can got a nine to five and he got a side hustle over here because to them that's a sign of strength you know what i'm saying and then if that guy with that strength he got a little language on him a little conversation on him he can he can reel a man he can keep a man that's that again that's that strength language strength now but here's the trap for a woman now when a man comes with that sign of strength he come with that conversation but it's wrapped in manipulation now now what do the sister have see see once you got that woman out you got the glow right you got the strength she sees that and then instead of that language being pure you're running game now which again is nothing more than manipulation. What does she have now? See, it's the language. It's the language. It's the language. Now I can cheat on her 10 times now. And she'll take me back. Because the language, that's the conversation. That's what's going to get me at now. You know what I mean? I sold her a package of me, but it was I sold her an imposter. So now, you know, I can slap the shit out this chick now. What they say? They call it getting some straightening. I could put my hands on her. Oh, you get out of pocket? I'm going to put my hands on you because that's part of the language now. That's the conversation. And if you, you know, you can psychologically damage a woman so much that you can put your hands on her so much, fighting her, violence. She would take that corrupted version of strength and she'd think that's love now. She'd think you don't love her no more if you stop hitting her. See, a woman's nature is to love strength. So you as a wicked man, you can corrupt that image of strength and you can make everything physical. Now it's a trap. See, I could take advantage of, of you, black woman, because I know you're addicted to strength. And if I catch you away from your husband... Away from your living boyfriend, if they're not around, and I got access to you, and I got your ear now, and I'm telling you how beautiful you are, how smart you are, if I just feed your ego, you know, all the time, if you're not careful, black woman, this language, this conversation, you'll be on the mattress. You'll be doing things you know you should not be doing. But you're going to love sneaking around to do it. You're going to love to come sneak and see me. You're going to love to come sneak and see, you know, see that other man. Because we as men know you love strength in a good language, good conversation. That's it. That's how we, that's a woman's trapping. Beloved, you can never, ever underestimate the power of strong language. Strength. And a strong language that's a trap for women. Just look into the world. Look into the world. And who and what men do y'all see women run behind the most? Who can manipulate women the most? In the world that we live in, we look out our front door, who do you see? The preacher? The politician? The pimp? Why? Because they are they're the image of strength in conversation. That's the they're, they're the they're the poster they're the poster child for that. 
These are the personality types because of women. Those personality types of preachers and politicians and pimps, they built kingdoms off strength and language in dealing with women. You know what I mean? So when you get to the village, you see men teaching other men, both young and old, how to master the art of manipulation to their women. And, you know, any conversation or any relationship, any marriage that's built on lies and deception and covered in manipulation, beloved, I don't know, know any way to call it. That's, it's demonic now. And when that demonic energy is passed down from one generation to another generation, that becomes witchcraft. Because now you come to the camp, you come to the village, black relationships love dishonesty now. We don't know how to be honest with each other. It's We've been passing down this, you know, uh, I guess I can say our representatives, we've been, you know, us as men, We've been putting our representatives up and women just going for the representative and it's it's all manipulation, it's all running game. And we try to get to a place where we teach our sisters not to fall for the game and we got to teach our aunties not to fall for the game and our little nieces and our daughters. We try all that. But the key to that trap is by nature, the woman is attracted to glow and strength. That's her nature. The conversation becomes second. If it's if you just a manipulator, she's stuck. There is no, you can't get around that. Unless we begin to start to correct the men. So this is why, again, black relationships in the village, they love dishonesty. You know, you know, black people, black people will never sit at the table, right? On some real shit and just... You know, imagine a bunch of couples sitting at the table. They had never discussed the possibility of having an open relationship. They had never discussed the possibilities of having an open marriage. In the village? No, it won't happen. No, 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 no. Open marriage, open relationship where you can sleep with other parties and other people, then it'll never happen. Why though? Our camp loves manipulation so much. We are in love with the side piece culture. Why though? Because he or she would rather do things behind their party's back, behind their partner's back, rather than just to be honest. Because again, it's like this because our village love manipulation. Black men, beloved, black men, you know what I'm saying, can be married. And this is real shit. 5, 10, 15, 20 years plus, right? And by culture, deal with another woman, damn near his entire marriage. But why though? Why? Because our village is in love with the manipulation culture. We take to that shit like fish to water. Yo, I've learned by being raised in the village, right? A family member or a friend in the hood, they'll take a man and woman to their side piece house before they take your ass to work. If you call the motherfucker and say, hey man, I need you to take me to the job. Man, I'm tired, man. I got this. I came in late last night. Man, dude to give you all kind of excuses, right? If 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 Shamika call the homegirl and say, 
I need you to run me to work. She's a girl. I was at the club. I got to do this. Craig got this. She'd make up all kinds of excuses. But if Shamika say, hey, what you doing, girl? Tiffany say, I ain't doing nothing. I need you to take me on my side nigga house. She'd be there five minutes to do that shit. If Craig say, hey, man, what you doing, man? What? Hey, I need you to take me on my side chick house. He'd be there in five minutes to take your ass over there. It's in their nature. It's part of the culture. That's how much our people love manipulation, right? When they love it, it becomes a, it's part of the culture. You try to question your baby mama, God damn, where you been? I've been over Tiffany house. You get Tiffany on the phone, black women, they know instinctively how to lie, when to lie. <laughs> they own that shit, God damn it. God damn, you called Jamarcus up. Where you been at, goddamn, all night? It's four in the morning. Man, I, I fell asleep over Jamarcus' house. Put him on the phone. You call Jamarcus, he on the phone, goddamn it. He, hey, man, don't put me in that shit. I don't want to be in that shit. That's, ain't, that's your... <laughs> he got there. He was the main one, goddamn, trying to get you to go over these other chick house. But I'm just saying, beloved, we just talking. Grown folks talk. We relaxing. This is how much our people love manipulation. We love, we, we have become a culture of doing, we, we, you know, we are a culture of imposters. We never want to be the real us with our partner because we're not taught to be that way from the village. Yo, you'd be surprised, beloved, how many brothers out there, right? Black men, grown, love their wife, love their girlfriend, stay with their living girlfriend, love their significant other, but they got to go sneak and watch porn by themselves. I'm talking about grown men paying bills, raising kids, responsible cats now that, but they love porn, right? They would sneak off to watch porn instead of laying in the bed or laying on their couch with their wife or their old lady and just pull it up on their phone and just start watching the couple start freaking. They're not going to do that. They could be right next to their spouse and just, they're not going to look at it. They're not going to do it. Why not though? Why are they going to sneak off and you, you goddamn, you the man of the house. Why are you going to sneak off and look at some shit like that? You know why? Because our brothers out the village, they in love with, they in love with manipulation. All they know how to be, our men is being an imposter. We're going to be deceptive. We don't know how to be the real us. That guy that love porn, he going to find more comfort. And living in the loud, going off and looking at the shit in his car, or driving up the street or wherever, wait till the wife and kids go on and pull it. He's more comfortable doing it that way. Nobody never challenge our men and say why. There is no why. The answer for black men in our relationships is to blame everything on a woman. That's the easiest out that we got. We blame everything on sisters. She got to pick a better man. She got to do this. She got to do that. It's all on her. We never sit up and say, okay, well... Things are fucked up in the neighborhood because this is what we doing. It never happens. And then they come to my podcast and I just, I just talk. I'm like, yo, this is what really is going on. Be you bugging. <laughs> Be you simping. Why you telling all this? Why you, you tripping, bro? You all is real, beloved. Man, what does all this really mean? Black women, you in bad shape. Hmm, that wouldn't mean. God damn it, sis, you in bad shape. We can have conversations about conversations about a man did want to get some cheering something to eat. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's like they look like you can see the backdrop. Man, they all in the hood. I'm like, bro, come on, man. He could have just got down, got the kids a hot. We could have went up the block and got the kids a five dollar hot and ready, and all them four kids could have ate up that pizza. Man, it would have been just as. But see, and like I say, you know, sometimes the truth is said in jest. If a stud. This is the position that black men have put themselves in. If a stud was there, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because she would have bought everybody something to eat. That's where we at with it. You know what I mean? Black women in bad shape, beloved. Goddamn, my sister's in horrible shape. All she is to black men, I'm talking about the black woman, is a walking, talking sex toy. And she don't know it. That's all your daughter's is sex toy that's all your nieces is sex toy that's all your aunties and your mothers and sisters and cousins that's all they're gonna ever be in the village to, to the men walking talking sex toys so the elders they used to have a saying right they used to say you know black men would fake a relationship to get an orgasm and then they would say the black woman would fake an orgasm to get in a relationship it's those little proverbs like that that it's so true. It is it is so true. It's you know, we're looking at men in the village, you know. Um you you know what's you know what's unethical for a black man? You know what's sinful for a black man? You know what's out of touch for a black man? Niggas have fixed it in their mind that they should never go up and beyond for a black woman. It's fixed. If you go up and beyond for a black woman, you nuts. Hey, man, these ain't my goddamn kids. As innocent as kids is now. These ain't our goddamn children. These ain't mine. These goddamn yokes, these your bastard ass kids. I'm going to get mine something to eat. You stuck with the rest. What? Going up and beyond, we're not doing it. Going up and beyond, we're not doing it. And in the same breath, we're going to give y'all as women a whole host of things that y'all ain't signed up for. Because I tell black women all the time, you catch your old man cheating. He ain't cheating on the rubber on now. Mm -mm. Men ain't wired that way. A man is not going to listen. A man. Is not going to have unprotected sex with his wife and his living girlfriend, his baby mama. Y'all stay together. And he going to go out in the street and put a condom on. It's not happening. I don't give a fuck what he told you. He fucking you raw. He fucking her raw. And every other chick he been fucking around with, he hitting them all raw. He going to take a chance on you. That's the nature of a black man from the village. And this man is going to require absolute respect and devotion from you he wants some shit out of you he ain't gonna never give you that's the crazy thing about the village he wants some shit from you he wants some loyalty and respect from you that he'll never give you and have a straight face on yo man we not gonna talk all day because we can we just having a good conversation right we just be just being real we putting everything out on the table we can talk a lot about the problems at the end of the day what is the conclusion of the matter what is the solution of the matter? We have our podcasts on Real Black Content Forum, right? And um, we're having great conversations. You know, I say things 
and I'm often being accused of bugging out. The black woman in America, right? She only got three solutions. It's only three directions that she can go in to see growth. And we're talking about the camp, the community, the village. And I get the same three solutions. The first solution for black women is that they got to open up their minds to dating outside the race. I'm one of the very few black men that encourage black women to date outside the race. And I don't just say date anybody outside the race. I say, get you one of them yellow niggas. Get you one of them Asians, man. Them Asian boys, man. Them dudes is goddamn. They marry everybody that they be with. They man, they they lure you guys. And I think their their marriage rate is like 80%. Like, damn, Cincinnati with us, Detroit with us, Philly with us, Frisco with us, Birmingham with us. Ain't like they live. No, they live in the same inner cities. But they just look at and value women differently. It's not a lot of manipulation in that culture, right? Solution number two. Black women, you got to... You can't be chosen no more. That shit dead. If we choosing you, if somebody walking up to you, that's a fuck thing. I already, I just, it's a smash. If I come to you and say, little mama, what's your name? And I try to meet you. I already made it up in my head. I put you in two or three sexual positions before I met you. And look, I got to put that out there. Brother's going to get mad at this, but this, we just talking real talk. Black woman, if a man come to you. To meet you, to talk to you, to get your name and number. First of all, beloved, that's a skill set. See, every man can't do that. Every man ain't got the nuts to walk up to a woman and introduce himself, especially in this climate. In this day of time, these motherfuckers, they get in your DM. They do some square shit. They DMing you and all that shit. No, 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 no. Men from the village are trained. We're skilled in manipulation. We know what to walk up to say to you. Do We know how to play the whole thing. We learned this. We've been learning this all our life in the camp. So we already have a goal for you when we meet you. When I come up to you, and my goal is to put you on the mattress. I got a time limit too. You know what I mean? I'm like, shit, this shit ain't gonna if it take more than two weeks, I ain't I'm I'm gonna move on. But when you good and grown, it ain't gonna take no more than two weeks. Everything I see about you when I come and ask you your name, before I ask you your name, I done looked at you and I thought about three or four sexual positions. I'm gonna put your ass in already. I said, man, I'm gonna put this mother on. This thing in number fresh water right here. You know what I'm talking about? I already, this is real shit. How do you correct that black woman? You got to go out and pick your mate. You got to get out your bag. And I know you, you your toes is pretty and you got your nails and shit done. And I, I get all that. You know what I'm saying? Your hair done. And I know sisters is rocking the locks and they're rocking the braids. And y'all look good with them. Um, what they call them, them twists and uh, the faux locks and uh, all. <laughs> I know a little something about that shit. You know what I'm saying? But y'all looking good with that shit in your head, right? Okay. You got your nice vehicle. You got your good career. I know you like being approached by a man. Black women, you're going to have to start approaching men. You can't sit back no more. Matter of fact, to be totally honest, y'all are only women that's still doing that shit. Other ethnicity women, they come right up to us. You know, they come they come right up to us and they get to talking and, hey, what's your name? Oh, E. Marcus? Oh, G. Mar- oh, G. Marcus? Oh, I thought the G was silent. Oh, I- I- nice to meet you. How do you? They come right up. They come right up to us and get to talking. Turkish women, so-called white women, Italian women, 
Spanish women, Puerto Rican women going to lay back a little bit because they like Puerto Ricans is really like black people anyway. So they kind of like they like sisters. It's kind of like the same thing. But Mexican women, they come right up to you. Shake your hand, introduce themselves, all kind of shit. Y'all got to get on the same page. That's how come Misty got all the, when you look at the NBA, man, them white women got all the brothers, goddamn. But you know why? They at the hotels. They at the team brunches. They at the buses. They at the, they there. They at the, you sitting back waiting for somebody to look at you and come. Sis, go out and get your own goddamn man. You do everything else. You pick your home. You pick your school you're going to go to. You pick your car. You pick your groceries. You pick what time you're going to go work out. You're picking everything. And then when it's time for a mate, you say, well, I'm going to sit back and let somebody choose me. No, go go find your own man. When you see what you want, you watch him. You see how he act, how he carry himself. You go up to him because here's the secret. We all don't have the same personality trait. Everybody don't have the skill set, believe it or not, to walk up to a woman and approach her. And many of us that do, we can go meet a woman anywhere. And we do. Right. The last thing I've always said, solution number three. Black women as a whole, or maybe I should say black people in general. Um, ultimately, our people in America and this territory that we call the United States, we're going to have to get to a place where we go completely into arranged marriages. We got to do that shit. It's clear we do not how to, you know, when you get 70% of your neighborhood, you know what I mean? Single parents, we do not, we don't know how to pick our own, our own mate. We making mistakes. It's We got a lot of blended families and that's a beautiful thing, but goddamn, it's a lot of two or three kids over here, three or four kids over here, you know, have brothers and sisters. We got a bunch of that shit going on. And um, I don't think that we, are um and i'm talking about us as a whole as a village you know uh, black americans i don't think that we're capable of picking our own spouse it is clear that we don't it's clear that you know if 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 uh if our parents picked our spouses and our big mamas picked our spouses and our aunties and uncles picked our spouses i can guarantee you we wouldn't be in the shape that we in Right. I think that um, we got to get to that level. You know, I think we got to get we got to get there. You know, you know, we just we can't really get it. We not we have proven with the history that we have in this nation. We're not good at picking our own significant others. It's not there. And just think about it on this wise. You know. If you as a mother. If you as a father had to pick your daughter's mate how would that work out for them if that was your responsibility as a parent to pick think how powerful that would be right i do you one better let me give you an example and we're gonna close out with this example right how about this it's a yellow sister right it's a yellow sister um from uh, california she's she's asian of course right so um you know um this yellow sister was breaking down on how she met her husband. She said, well, I only know him. She's been married like five years. She's like, well, I only know my husband like, you know, two weeks. And then we got married. And I was like, damn, I thought that's interesting. I'm like, man, two weeks. How did that? Y'all must have hit in my mind. You know, 
I'm thinking y'all must have goddamn hit it off, right? So she she uh so she elaborated on how or what was the process as an Asian woman, how she had to meet a husband, they go about things differently culturally, right? She said this is the process of her meeting her husband. She said that she was at a nightclub in Frisco and they party and they kicking it, you know, they dancing the whole nine. And she said, you know, a guy wanted to meet her. He said, you know, a guy wanted to meet her and he introduced himself and everything. And she said, well, you know, the process. And he was like, yeah, I know it. You know why they dancing and the music is playing. So she gives him her father's number. So the potential, you know, the pursuer, he has to cut the mail. He has to call shorty dad. He calls shorty dad and, and shorty. They have a conversation on the phone. And how it works is she said they went on dates for the rest of the month. The dad and the potential husband. She said for the first month, they go out on date. The daughter's not involved. She do not see the guy. She don't talk to the guy. She don't message him. The dad goes on all the dates with the guy. And at the end of the month, the dad introduces the man to his daughter. And then two weeks later, they get married. I say, God damn, that's some powerful shit. <laughs> I say, are you serious? I have never heard of anything like that. That's something us as a people, we got to get into. But until then, if we keep doing what we're doing, we go keep getting what we're getting. And that's a lot of broken homes, broken families, a lot of single mothers, but multiple fathers. And then you're going to have men having children by these women with multiple fathers. And then he's going to go viral because he's going to complain about getting the kids that are not his something to eat. And this is what's going on in our village. And we're living in the most technological nation on the planet, but we can't get out of the way of ourselves. We got to be tired of that. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. It's Real Black Content is Forum Podcast, man. Big VJ. I'll get it with you guys later. Peace.